Welcome, Sojourners. You have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Bookish and the Brave. Like you, the Sojourners are on a mission. They face conflict and danger and sometimes even failure. And in this most recent episode, we process the bookend's failure with the Black Lotus. I don't know about you, but I cannot help but pay special attention to how the bookends process their failure with one another. There's an old saying that says, better a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. And in the times when you were at the lowest, it helps to reach out to those around you. So share this episode with a friend today and leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform so that other sojourners find us along their path. And if you enjoy this background music and ambiance, you should visit Tabletop Audio. Find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. And so for now, our story continues. Springtime brought warm air and a scent of new life. But news from the outside world brought despair and rumors of war. For the first time in 80 years, the borders of northern Tetherna closed to the southern territories. Boshan, Highkeep, and Greenfield formed a tighter confederation, and news of a growing army marched from the western mountains. In the name of common assembly, the sons of war united with the Arcanists. And now, even foul creatures from the mountains emerged from their burrows of darkness. They traveled by night and secured a station shadowed from the sunlight using magical clouds to conceal. Whatever Lord Basile had promised the entire South believed him. All of the South, with the exception of Baldtop Library, who stood as a neutral ground, at least for the time being. And on this specific day in the month of Hammerton, during the middle of spring, Skoda wrestled Sigurd in the Orange Blossom Gymnasium. The sweet smell of orange mixed with the sweat and grunts and shouts the gymnasium prepared the most agile and strong of Baldtop. But Skoda didn't think he was strong. He was just unable to think. And so he wrestled until his body physically collapsed. That's enough for now, Skoda, said Sigurd. I think you're wanted in more councils. They can wait, said the old dragonkin. And then he lifted Sigurd's foot off the ground, sending him reeling backwards. The four of you sojourners move out and about through the bald top library, the courtyard, and the orange blossom gymnasium. And Vaughn, you are here today, exercising in the gym to stay prepared and vigilant for the coming months. How do you appear? Vaughn is uh, watching Skoda and Sigurd and, uh, 
and laughing and enjoying um, all the while in between or when they're resting. He's working on his climbing with Aramonte. So they're working on the climbing wall and uh, practicing handholds and, and what to do if your feet slip and, and different things like this. Um, I imagine that there's a couple uh, younger folks that look up to Vaughn that are participating as well and, and uh, hanging out and, uh, and working on their climbing alongside. And Vaughn will give them little tips here and there and encouragement as they do well. Uh, but mostly, yeah, he's, he's working on his climbing and he's hanging out with Aramonte. Aramonte places one viney hand over another. And as she moves up the rock wall, you noticed she begins to elongate and stretch and her body begins to crack and groan and, ah, were the growing pains this much trouble for you, dad? Well, Aramonte, uh, you're a little different than I am. I, I don't remember it being quite like that for me, but I also don't remember stretching quite as far as you're stretching right now. Ah. Maybe just try not to reach that far. What about mom? Does she ever complain about? Uh, yeah, um, I'm not sure what okay. your mom uh, what your mom thinks about that. Uh, she probably complains quite a bit, but uh, I don't know that uh, I don't know that it had anything to do with growing pains. Aramonte reaches the top. Brother Dogoth applauds from the bottom. Well done, Friar Vaughn. Well done. Well done, Aramonte. Thank you, Brother Dogoth. Uh, you're welcome to climb with us if you would like. Uh, yes, I put in a couple rounds early this morning. I'm sure you did. Aramante stretches to the top and her feet dangle off the side of the rock wall. With you at the top, she reaches down a hand and pulls you up the remaining stretch. What are you going to do next? Are you leaving again? It's been a month since you've been here. Um... I'm actually starting to get <laughs> a little tired of you being here all the time. <laughs> Perhaps you are going to go out sometime soon? You want me to leave you? Well, no, I was wanting to go with you. Oh. I can't really go anywhere else. Yeah, like, I want to go with you. Okay, I thought you were tired of me, not tired of being here. No, you're not listening. I want to okay. get out. It's been like a I month since we've been here, and there's I, I, I can only go through so many dead pages before and and so many well i don't pickpocket anymore because you t told me to stop i promise i haven't well, that's good that's good aramonte i'm glad you stopped and i do think we're going to be leaving soon i i would like to leave soon hopefully there's an assignment for us to go do something different so you can tell she is trying to ask you something not quite sure how to form the words then she stops and she looks over and just lets the words trail off there's a moment of silence. Aramonte, is there some place that you would like to go or something that you're thinking about that you would like to know more about? Um, are you trying to read my mind? Uh, you know that I don't do that. But, uh, but I am curious, and if you'd like to share with me, I would like to hear. Make a persuasion check. Seven. I'm okay. And then she, without another word, hops down the 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 line and swings all the way down bypassing the rock wall completely and you see her walk away outside the gym wave hi to someone and leave Vaughn takes a deep breath and then he starts climbing down and uh, 
yeah, he's going to climb down and then just join the rest of the people. Grunts and groans lift up in a chant and chorus as the Orange Blossom Gymnasium rings out the final bell. The gym closes for a little bit of cleaning and Sigurd waves everyone out. He clasps a hand upon your shoulder. All right, Vaughn, have a good rep today. Uh, yes, it was good. Uh, those three those three young ones were climbing with us and Aramonte made it to the top again. Uh, I had a nice climb. It was, yes, it was a nice day. And uh, I saw that you were having a good time uh, wrestling with Skoda. It looks like he got you there at the end. <laughs> yeah. I gave him the opportunity and he took it. Uh, let me tell you something. Skoda never visits here, except when he's in the darkest sort of thoughts. I heard that when you wrestle, you fight, you understand the soul, the motives. And without words, I could tell. He has a lot on his mind. Uh, do you think we should go check on him? I thought you saw him every day. But yes, I think someone should check on him. Provide, well, I'm not one to say, but he seems like he's got a question he can't answer. Well, you know, seeing him every day and paying attention to what he's thinking and feeling are two different things. I've been preoccupied with training. I've been preoccupied with, well, you know, I told you about that, uh, uh, Vagatino experience and just trying to understand a little bit more about uh, about that stuff. So uh, I've been a little preoccupied, but uh, I can check with uh, Hawkins and Sterling and uh, and see what they think. Sigurd doesn't seem bothered at all that he misspoke, and he continues on. Yeah, of, of course. I think you should talk to him. I think he might need some encouragement or something. And Hawkins, he's a, uh, well... Vacatino, huh? That was, um, that must have been a real trip. Well, I told you part of that story, but, uh, yes, uh, going someplace that you're not familiar with and then seeing your family there is, uh, is quite disturbing. And I've, well, you know I wasn't a very good student, uh, except with you, of course. Uh, but with the book learning, not such a good student. But over this past, uh, few weeks as we've had some time, uh, I've found a keen interest in understanding a little bit more about what's happening to my family. So I've been doing some research and spending time with Ascendaton and uh, Hawkins, even Sterling, uh, finding out a little bit more about uh, what they know and then, and then some of the other scholars in the library. Uh, I don't know that I know a lot yet, but I'm starting to understand a little bit more and... Uh, a little bit more about what my family's role was in Boshan. Yeah, Boshan. I hope you find what you're looking for, Vaughn, but if you want my advice, don't look too far in the dark. You might find be uncomfortable about what you see. Well, I'm already there, my friend, uh, but thank you for the advice, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow if you want to take up some wrestling with me. Very good. Now, where is Sterling? Who knows, my friend? Sterling, at this at this moment, how do you appear? Um, so as we're leaving the Orange Blossom, he's uh, kind of away from everybody else, uh, head in the scroll. Um, I think he's just kind of doesn't have his usual chipper demeanor. He's a little little downcast. Um, 
he's not as talkative as he usually is so he's just kind of keeping to himself and as he's walking along he's he's running his hand through like the bushes and you see that sometimes the leaves will go brown and he's just generally lethargic and just kind of there um not really interacting with anyone um just kind of keeping to himself ascendaton you are moving about the courtyard suddenly you become aware of sterling how is this so I think he smells with his heightened sense the approach of water, kind of like uh, clouds before a rainstorm. He has been out uh, taking a break. He has spent the first few weeks of his time angry with the world and upset about his current state. But now he realizes that Sterling is, is there. Uh, he's been taking a break from his personal work, which we'll talk about in a bit, but uh, he smells Sterling approach and he says, Sterling, is that you? Oh, yeah, hi, Ascendaton. Yeah, yeah, it's me. How are you doing today? I'm well, how do you fare? Uh, yeah, well sums it up, yeah. How's, uh, you enjoying your time here? Settling in? I certainly am. You care to talk, to sit, perhaps. I feel that you yeah. have something on your mind. Yeah, we can sit. No, on my mind, really. Just, you know. Um, just, you know. <sighs> what about you? You dealing with everything all right? You, you settling into the new, new norm? I'm making progress. I've been trying to convert my my books uh, into something I can read now. Hilda has been very helpful. She's been working with me to poke holes in paper and I can feel the bumps. Makes it easy to read. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty... Wow. I didn't know you could do that. That's... Well, I, mean, I guess, yeah, you you need to find a way to read, didn't you? You, you always like doing that. I cannot yeah. live without books. Mm. To quote a famous American president. <laughs> <laughs> a where? A where president? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just feel that you have been so sad recently. I, I don't know if there's anything I can do to help. Uh, I'm afraid I used I mean, my joke at the monastery. Yeah, that was a good one. Scream cheese. Uh, yeah, <laughs> keeping that one. Never know when I might need it again. But no, I mean, you know, we've all got reasons, you know, to, to be a little down. Uh, you know, it, you've got obviously, you know, your thing. And I'm glad to hear you're overcoming it. I've got a, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it, you know, but kind of want to see where they're going to send us next. You know? Well, with that, Ascendaton holds out his hand and he forms a very small rain cloud and soft raindrops begin to fall into the palm of his hand. And he basically holds it out to you, Sterling. That's, yeah, I'm not a big fan of rain, mate. It's kind of weird. I like either to be all wet or not wet at all. It's, you know, it's kind of a... But hey, I appreciate the gesture. He flicks his hand and the cloud dissipates. Yeah. Well, 
Or was that kind of some kind of like euphemism for my mood or something? I understand. I know the feeling quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe this place is wearing on both of us. Maybe it's time that we got back out and felt the fresh air on our faces. Yeah. I'd rather be under the water, but you know, but we're here and they haven't told us anything and Skoda doesn't seem to want to talk to me, so I guess we're going to have to find a way to find out what he wants, but you could say he's a bit of a closed book. I know you like to read. How good are you at uh, reading Skoda? Um, I think I've worked with him well and long enough to know his mind about most things. I can't say that I know him through and through. Yeah. Oh, well, I know. It's, times are changing. This is, uh, have you heard anything from the outside world about what's been going on? I talk to people as they come. I, I don't know that I have anything of substance or of use, but I like to try and stay current with everything going on. Yeah. You always were a man of the people with that silver tongue of yours. Good to know some things don't change. I have to stay active. I have to keep my mind engaged. That's good. That's good. Smells like someone's been wrestling somewhere in this area. Yeah, they were just getting they were just getting all sweaty and stuff, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm that's not for me, you know. I'm not I'm not much of a wrestler. I'm wrestling with enough things, but anyway, that's for another day. I might have been once upon a time. Yes, yes, I understand. He leans back and he affects to scan the the courtyard with his gaze. Uh, obviously, he's not seeing anything, but he's he's tuning his ears to conversations, sounds. Again, using his sense of smell to try and you know, tease out details of what's going on. The courtyard busies with activity between wardens and witnesses through the doorway into the bald top library. Towers ascend high into the sky, still covered by the magical dome protecting this bastion of knowledge. Deep within one of the inner rooms, a dim light hangs over a chessboard. Hawkins, you sit Across from a man, you are three moves away from checkmate. Kondanak then places the rook, rubs his chin, and breaks the long silence that you have endured during this chess game. Hawkins, what do you think of the human folk? Their ways? Their history? their future now see if you'd be if you'd been paying a little bit more attention to the game instead of philosophizing you might be in better shape 
Um, but I guess, I mean, now that we're already here, I might as well give it a thought. Um, I mean, I appreciate a lot the the amount of energy and focus that they put into whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, when they find something that they want to do, they just put everything they have into it. Some Sometimes uh, us longer-lived graces take things maybe a little bit too slowly. Hmm. Do you think that way about the gods? I don't know. I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think some of them can. <laughs> uh, but others... I've heard, anyways, uh, be, make themselves involved in, you know, the affairs of humankind. You know this. Maybe uh, that's just, you know, to help them pass the time, since time means even less to them than it does to us. Some of the all servants withhold information and technology from the humans for fear that. Well, given their propensity to die so quickly, they might take the world along with it. The rationalization is that longer-lived races, such as yourself, deserve the knowledge because they understand the longevity of the universe in greater detail. What do you think about that? Are you going to take your move? Condonok thinks for a second, leans back, then places the piece on the board. Hmm. Well, that's a tough question. I don't know that I'm quite old enough to, to answer that one, really. I've been around a little bit, but not that long. Um, I don't know. I mean... I, I understand the value in uh, keeping dangerous things safe from those who can't yield them uh, or who are unlikely to yield them in a, in a wise way. But also, you know, who, who's the gatekeeper? Who's qualified to judge who's going to be wise enough? That just, that's certainly not a position I want to be in. Does seniority have nothing to do with it? It... it I mean, maybe it could. It's, I'm, I'm hesitant to commit to any answers on this. You may have noticed. That's a, that's a tough question. But it's not the first time you've thought of it. It's the first time in a little bit. I, uh, mm-hmm. I've been kind of practical for a little while, not spending a lot of time philosophizing. A worthy endeavor, indeed. The calling of a bookend tends to make you a little bit more concerned about surviving than higher order thoughts like that. Another interesting move on your part, and at that he puts your knight in a compromising position of sacrifice. I surprised that you took the position of indigo one of your kind could easily ascend the ranks. I know Skoda has certainly thought once or twice that you would take the position from him. 
It's even rumored that you could be a keeper yourself and take Miriam's place. Yet, here you are. Still, a bookend. Well, the cool thing about these indigo robes <clears throat> is that uh, when you walk through one of those orange or yellow sections inside the library there, the robes turn that color. I did not know that. While, you know, indigo may not be the highest position, um, there, you could argue that it is the most powerful. There comes some risks with it, no doubt, but, um, you know, we are pretty well self-directed, kind of. And do you think that you handle power well, Hawkins? You know, I don't know that I've tried to take on more than I can handle. I don't know that I've really pushed the limits with that. A lot of the power that I wield is, you know, of, of my own design, uh, so it's not greater than me, which is kind of a cool uh, safety check there. If I can think it, it probably won't kill me. Eh, well, that's not true. <laughs> it hasn't yet, anyways. You see, I am authorized. And then he pulls a clean, trifolded white paper from his breast pocket. I'm authorized to hand out information to mortals. He lays the slip of paper down and pushes it closer to you on your right side. Do you want access to this new technology? Do you think I can handle it? I do not care for you, so I do not have any attachments. I cannot control you, so power is of little use to me. Knowledge is my game. Check. The paper lays there unopened. Hawkins attempts to counter the check with offense. Moving the moving the king in an aggressive way. Make an investigation check. 19. Condonok's eyes go wide. And then he looks at the paper and then looks at his king. He makes his move. Plus 10. 14. You have checkmate in one move. So he gives up a move. And he does not speak to the paper, but waits for your response. Hmm. Hawkins sits back um, and kind of zones out from the game a little bit um, to think about whether he is ready to test himself with technology he shouldn't have or, you know, wouldn't naturally have access to. 
and after maybe 20 seconds, he sits forward again, makes his last move. Checkmate. And stands up and leaves the room. Hawkins, your heart skips a little bit in your, your chest as you move down where the stairs, down the stairs in the library. You enter into a massive room lined wall to wall with books, witnesses, and readers studying them diligently making additions. As your eyes survey the thousands of volumes of knowledge that are stored by humankind. How do you proceed? Uh, full of regret. Um, he's not sure that he made the right move, but it felt good, <laughs> um, in the moment. Uh, almost not paying attention to where he's going, just kind of replaying that, um, the last, like, not only the last few moves in the chess game but um you know obviously the the end of the conversation with Kandanak there um so he just kind of goes on autopilot and his feet lead him to where he normally goes this time of day uh and that's just to the to the court of air nice and open um where he can catch a breath uh, fresh air. He likes to take a brisk walk this time of day. So he goes into the courtyard um, and sees a Cimbaton sniffing around and <laughs> uh, and Sterling there uh, moping. <laughs> ah, there he is. Master Hawkins, how are you? Get, did you did you get your sat back? Oh, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I I just, I know. I have my ways. That's that's really come along in the last couple of weeks. That's amazing. Uh, lots of practice. Thank you for your patience. I know it it took some time of leading me around by hand to get me through all the, the first few days, but uh, I think I'm all right now. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Are you feeling peckish? Oh, man. You know what? My stomach's a bit jittery at the moment, but I feel like I'm going to be real hungry as soon as the jitters pass. Well, I am very hungry for you. How's that? Sure. Aramonte, slow down. Uh, we can go to Bald Top Brew in a little bit, but let's check on uncles first. They're, they're right there. They're right there. I see them. That's where I'm going. Hello. How... Oh, okay. Well, let's go see them. Hawkins. Ascendaton. How you doing, Vaughn? Hi, Sterling. How is everyone? Uh, Master Vaughn, it is excellent. I see you're uh, sweating just a little bit. I assume you came from the gym. I'm sorry I wasn't there today. I had a, another appointment arranged. Well, I was wondering where you and Sterling were, uh, but, you know, I, 
I get used to you not coming out to train. That's okay. Uh, I've been trying real hard the last couple of weeks. Come on, yes, man. you have. Yes, you have, Hawkins. Sterling, on the other hand. Well. I don't know where he's at uh, in his mind or his body. Sterling, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. Better than you, it seems. Yeah. Maybe this will cheer you up. And he pushes Aramonte on the back to go give him a hug. And Sterling kind of moves in between the flowers that he was playing with that are now wilted and kind of dead. And just kind of like keeps his hands behind his back and just nods his head to Aramonte. Uh, Aramonte, what? Come here. Why don't you? Why don't you come say hi to Uncle Hawkins instead? Aramonte speaks to you in Gnomish. Gisalne Hawkins. Oh, very good, Gisalne. Hey, Sterling. Reading a book. Yeah, it's a scroll. What you doing? You take anything recently? Nope. Gave up books a long time ago. Oh. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, apparently, I'm the only one who's hungry, so let's go. Uh, Aramonte's hungry, everyone. Are, are you ready to eat? <laughs> I just said that. Hetel, I am ready to eat. She smiles and puts her arm into your arm and leads you away into the bald top brew. I can tell you just look lovely today. Oh, thank you. That's the first time anyone has told me that today. Thank you so much. You, you have a very green smell to you. It's, it's quite fetching. Uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's lovely. It, it, it makes me think of warmer days coming. Okay, who is ever going to want a green-smelling woman? Like I, I don't know how to answer that, and so I shall say nothing. I am quite hungry. What, what do you think you would like to eat? I will have just a sandwich, I think. She sits down at a table where the bookends usually sit. You order a couple of drinks and some food and performances happen at the library. You're all sitting around eating and enjoying a wonderfully warm dinner. Sterling, how do you proceed? Sterling's kind of uh, pushing the food around his plate a little bit, not really eating. Um, trying not to think too much into the jibes that uh, Vaughn put on him, you know, about not working out. He's been working out his, uh, his brain a little bit, um, but yeah, working out, working out. And he's, you know, he's, um, you know, enjoying the music a little bit. It's kind of lifting his spirits, uh, but he's, yeah, he's kind of just away with the fairies and not in a good way. Hawkins. Um, Hawkins notices, I mean, it's not, not, don't give him a gold star for this. Hawkins notices that Sterling is down in the dumps um, and has been for a while and um, finally decides to say something about it. Sterling, I, I'm sorry I haven't uh, talked to you about this earlier, but like, are you okay? Uh, I'm physically, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, but, you know, try finding out that two people who are closest to you, you know, kept secrets from you that they knew who your mom was. And then, 
finding out, you know, you're just offered up for a demon sacrifice, you know? Yeah, just, you know, everything, you know, you've been looking for is just it's crumbling down, you know? It's, yeah, I'm okay, but, you know, it's, it's a lot, so. Are you okay? I, uh, I, I am, thank you. Um, I, I don't, you're probably not looking for someone to say anything to you, and I don't know that I'm the right one to say it anyways, but I care about you. And, uh, so I want to say something. Uh, you know, those, those things that were important to you and seem to kind of been taken away, um, They, I understand that they were important to you, but they don't define all of who you are. You have lost some very important things. You have been, you know, found out about betrayal and that sort of thing. And I don't mean to put that down at all, but you have a lot to, I mean, a lot to live for. You have great friends in us and you are a great friend to us. I just... You know, I hate to see you hurting like this and it's okay to hurt and it's okay to, to feel sad, but I want you to know that, uh, that we all care about you. And Hawkins looks around the table to, you know, hope that the others are engaged. Master Sterling, if I may, you have shown exceptional fortitude through all of this. I respect you greatly and completely understand that you are feeling the way you are. Sometimes it just helps to talk about it. To get it out there and, and make sure that we understand exactly how you're feeling. And I, I appreciate you telling us this. It's, I can only imagine. But just know that I, I have undying faith in your abilities and your strength. And I am here for you if you need anyone to talk to. Yeah. Aramante sits back and burps incredibly loud. <laughs> Good sandwich. What are y'all doing? Perfect timing, as usual, Aramante. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, I just, you know, I yeah, I hear you guys, and you know, it's just something I gotta, I gotta work through. You know, I, since coming to Bolt Up, I've been through a lot, and I know we all have. So I'm trying to, you know, balance it out and think, you know, that, uh, that life, you know, it goes on and everything happens for a reason. But you know, it's just, it's been a lot. I think, I think just getting out and going on a mission would be good. You know. Not to mention, you know, we didn't quite make that last one a success. So, you know, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. I, I'm not ready to talk yet. I don't really know what to talk about, and really, I know who I need to talk to. But uh, I don't, I don't really think, um, you know, she's. Uh, I don't, I'm not ready. So, but yeah, thank you guys. I'll, I'll try and be a bit better. But um, you know, I just, yeah, it is what it is, mate. Sterling, uh, I know that I'm 
hard on you a lot, but uh, I agree with Hawkins. Uh, you know, I am here for you, uh, and if you need to talk, I will. I will listen. And uh, you know, if if you if you want to just sweat off some of this frustration and and anger that you're feeling, I'm happy to do that with you in the gym as well. And uh, you know. Uh, Speaking about going out on a mission, I, I, I'm feeling a little antsy myself, and I know that, uh, well, Aramonte mentioned that earlier too, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. So, I think, uh, well, Sigurd was mentioning that uh, Skoda seems to be very preoccupied right now. I don't know if any of you have had a conversation with him. I know I've been, we've all been preoccupied, but... Uh, I hadn't noticed uh, that he was distracted and uh, maybe a little heavy of heart. Uh, what do you think about us going and checking in with him and seeing if maybe there's something we can do to lift his spirits or help him with whatever's uh, concerning him? Well, what, what do you think about uh, what do you think about going and checking in with him and, and seeing if we can lift some of his burden, uh, Hawkins? You know, it's. Uh couple people have mentioned and I think it'd be a great idea myself if we had something else to do uh, some redemption from my perspective really um, I think talking to him and uh, trying to think something on sounds like a great idea I, I think it'd be kind of healthy for a couple of us at least if not us all I fully agree Every story comes to an ending, so for now we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded, and we look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoy this background music and ambiance, visit Tabletop Audio. Find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. And don't forget to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform so that other Sojourners may find us along their path. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to drivethroughrpg.com and search for Sojourners Awake. There you can purchase my adventure design course. It's just a few coppers, and it helps me with production costs. But however you choose to sojourn with us, as always, may your story continue. Uh, yes, can I get a cactus here, please? <laughs>